Sin Media Podcast. Previously heard live on Sin 90.7. Mira May there with Regardless. You guys are locked into the power of she here on Sin with Jenna and my lovely special guest as always. Say hello. Hi. Oh, don't be shy. Come on. <laughs> hello, Alicia. Alicia is joining me in the studio today. For those of you who are tuning in for the very first time, this is the show that is all about creating a platform to celebrate the wonderful work of women within the music industry and talking about what it is like to be a young woman so that is why we are talking about what it is like to go through uni and the stresses that come with uni and how we deal with the wonderful uh, web that is education you're right <laughs> knowledge is power Alicia and I will get to that we'll get on to all this wonderful Ness, <laughs> but you're going to tell me about your experience with the education system and following your dreams, really? Yes, indeed. So pretty much all my life, I've been taught to just study and just get good grades, yeah, pretty much. Because, you know, academic is everything. And, you know, when you hit a certain age and you realise that, hey, maybe I don't want to study instead. Maybe I just want to, you know follow my interest and or passion and figure out what I want to do from there so I know what a cheeky little taster she is a smart girl and she is going to tell us all about her experiences but hold that thought Alicia stay there we are going to jump into another track before we get onto all that goodness. Just a reminder, if you are worried about your exams, if you are stressed, a reminder that we are young. This is We're Young by Ocean. You guys are locked in to the power of she. Stay tuned here on Sin. Raining by Fatima there. You guys are locked into the power of she here on Sin with Jenna and Alicia. Hi guys. Hello. <laughs> we are talking today about the fact that it is exam season right now mm-hmm. and lots of you wonderful ladies might be a bit stressed. So <laughs> de-stress, don't fear, don't worry. We're going to be bringing you the finest female artists that I've been able to find. And we're also, as I said, going to be talking about what it is like to go through uni and the stresses that come with uni and the stresses that come with education. Yeah, the good, the bad and the ugly all together. Because we are about the music, but we are about the chats as well. So we're going to jump jump into said chats, Alicia, and I want to know about your personal uni experience. Tell me what happened. Tell me the lowdown. So, pretty much. Fun fact, I jumped in straight into university at the age of 17. So, even before I figured out what I wanted to do with my life, my parents were just like, nope, you cannot have a break in between. No gap years at all. So I was like, alright, I guess I'll jump straight right into it. And I ended up picking a double degree in accounting and finance because my dad wanted me to do finance and accounting was the 
only subject I did relatively well in in high school. So I was just like, you know what? Why not? It can't be that hard. Can't be that bad, can it? Were you ever a mathlete? Was that you? Oh, I was that mathlete kid. Oh my god! <laughs> Back in primary you, school. You and Kevin Nepal. Oh my oh. god. <laughs> Sorry, Mean Girls reference. If you haven't seen it. Oh yeah, I have. <laughs> it's just slipped my head. But yeah, no, no, I was definitely the mathlete kid in primary school. Definitely, like maybe. Oh. I want to say year seven around then. I was also kind of like that that chick that did well in math class. You know, the one that would be like, oh, I got an eighty percent, not again. <laughs> that kind of kid. <laughs> but yeah, so I was all I was all right in math, but I could definitely feel myself slipping around year twelve when I want to say I started getting a little bit burnt out. But you can imagine that with that level of pressure, with your parents already deciding kind of for you what they want you to do it's mm-hmm. a long time and it if your is. heart's not in it and the passion isn't there you can imagine that people do get this kind of burnout so really going on from that and experiencing that burnout what kind of happened for you in terms of when it got to come into uni if you were burnt out in year 12 my love right? <laughs> it's not looking good for you now yeah so pretty much yeah i jumped straight into it i sort of knew i didn't want to do that i wanted to take I want to properly take a break just so I could recover and stuff. But I was just like, I mean, you know, it's a new experience. And moving from Darwin into Melbourne was also one of the one of the bucket list things I managed to tick off. How did you find that? How did you oh. find moving from a much smaller kind of city to moving mm-hmm. to Melbourne? It was it was surreal to say the least. And you did that when you were seventeen? Yup. And I've never been to Melbourne before, like before moving down here. And this is my first time in Melbourne, and I live here now. It's the oh. best thing ever. I can't ask for anything better. Do you think that definitely? altered your experience obviously being so young and coming to a new place that you didn't know really baptism of fire you were thrown in there living on your own in in this city how did that kind of affect your kind of approach towards uni how you felt growing up you always watch all these like american movies about you know going to university for the first time yeah college (laughs) and it's a sorority (laughs) but yeah jumping straight into it that was pretty much how i pictured like moving or was it to Melbourne and living at the village so I sort of went ahead first into it and I was just like you know what I'm gonna go to all these events you know I'm gonna meet as many new people as possible I'm in a new like new town I'm meeting people that don't know me I'm starting fresh so I decided you know what let's see where I can take this let's see how I'm gonna mature into what kind of person I'm gonna become and I'm gonna you know pretty much reinvent myself so that's how I took it coming into Melbourne and I definitely feel like I've pretty much ticked majority of those boxes. That's good. Do you feel like then coming to Melbourne, moving to this place like you're saying, do you feel like that has allowed you to really find your true path and let you be your like real self? It definitely Without has. those kinds of pressures attached to Darwin and your family. But did that really open you up and make you be able to be who you are and be able to think about options other than what you had really been forced into yeah it definitely has because one thing I've learned especially when you move out of home and you're living by yourself you pretty much spend majority of your time by yourself your thoughts your feelings you know your moods etc etc and you start realizing hey I didn't have to do 
those things that parents made me do all the time because I'm by myself now. Yeah. I get to do whatever the hell I want. So coming into that and having that realization, I definitely, when I was young, <laughs> took it too too easy and just decided to, you know what, I'm gonna sleep in bed with food all over the place. I was <laughs> I was a mess. I was an absolute mess. It definitely was very much an empowering thing because did everything that I wanted to do and everything that I was never allowed to do. We will get onto some more questions, Alicia, to really understand your uni experience because I want to know more about whether uni really lived up to your expectations and we'll search more into how you went with your degree, mm-hmm. where we're at now with your degree because we'll give a little spoiler that's not where you might think. And we'll get more into those kinds of discussions and chatting about the pressures of uni and the influence of your family. But we are going to jump into another track. we got to keep it popping with the music, you know. So we are going to listen to God's House by Jay Gray. You guys are locked in to the power of she here on Sin. Stay tuned. joins me in the studio today to talk about university that wonderful <laughs> establishment and the stresses that come with the expectations from your parents so we spoke about your experience so far mm-hmm. Alicia don't be shy come <laughs> through say hello um, <laughs> we spoke about that so far in terms of you growing up in Darwin living in a much smaller environment moving to, to big old Melbourne big old city yeah and the pressures that you faced from your parents to pursue your degree <laughs> look you're looking very very smug with yourself being like yeah I'm smart <laughs> yeah I'm gonna no I don't <laughs> but yeah so. but I guess that's what we really want here is to talk about that honesty to realize that you know there is a lot of unnecessary pressure placed on young women um with regards to university and studying in general we're all kind of fed that this is the line we have to go down mm, yeah you know, like you have to go straight like for some people it is for them an absolutely fantastic wonderful but we're here today to kind of let people know that if you don't quite fit that mold that is okay that is fine you will always find your feet yes of course you will like a cat sure (laughs) (laughs) but Alicia we spoke before about your expectations that's what we want to continue with talk about how you know moving to Melbourne and starting uni yeah how that kind of lived up to your expectations talk a little bit about accommodation you know living in student accommodation yes what came with that in terms of the pressures that you felt and how you were to behave and who you were to be and your identity as a young woman you know just all those nice light things that's all exactly that's all so talk me through that talk me through managing your expectations and expectations versus reality radio so as i was talking before about how watching all these american college movies etc you know you'd expect that you know it's all about social life it's all about the friends you make but then they never really show you the glamorous part of the actual academics of university i'll tell you this much it is 
nothing like high school at all. That was the very first thing I learned straight out of home. University is a completely different ball game. What did you find so different about uni compared <sighs> to high school? Just having the realization that your studies is now up to you. Like depending on how hard you push yourself and how much time you decide to put in, your teachers aren't going to push you, your professors, your lecturers, they aren't going to push you. You have to figure out if you actually want to do well or yeah. if you're just going to go straight in half acid and just fade through passing. I had this uh, really funny teacher called Mr. Jones. He was wonderful because he literally did teach you that in back in high school before you got to uni, knowing that that's where we were all heading pretty much. And if you didn't hand your home homework in or if you were late to the class or whatever he would always say to you like oh have you got your phone on you and obviously everyone would be like yeah like <laughs> yeah okay so he's like yeah get, get your phone out for me just for a second and we'd be like okay and he's like just open the camera so you'd open the camera on the front screen and he was like okay hold it up i just want you to apologize to yourself because <laughs> you know it doesn't affect me that you're late yeah. It doesn't affect me that you haven't handed your homework in on time. He really tried to make you understand mm -hmm. that this is your responsibility and it only really impacts you. <laughs> and it really so did hilarious. make you think about the transition because I think you're so right what you're saying, Alicia, that it mm -hmm. is that big switch, it is that change to, to be responsible independently and to realise that you are so responsible for your own studies. You have to go yes. out and find the information and nobody mm -hmm. is going to chase you. Yeah. if you don't do the work and you will simply not get the grades i remember <laughs> one of my teachers saying that you may not always get the grade that you want but you will always get the grade that you deserve yeah i was like ouch okay <laughs> this is how uni is okay mm -hmm. all right then <laughs> so going back to that kind of wounding experience that mm -hmm. you had of realizing that it wasn't all about the boys and yeah. the social <laughs> life and there was some was study sprinkled in there yeah. to that Something. that degree Fun funnily enough <laughs> i remember just back in high school it was just so easy to leave everything to the last minute and then you know crank out uh, an assignment overnight or like an essay overnight and you just you'd still be able to get a pretty decent grade like i mean you know a b plus if you're lucky and i was just like oh god uni's not that no definitely Absolutely not, not. <laughs> That and sounds like a bit of a harsh wild. reality for you. Yeah, it was. And when I start realising that that was the case, I was in trouble. What about your expectations in terms of the social life aspect? So in terms of living in the halls, we should probably mm -hmm. mention that we know each other from living in the same halls. Yes, we did. We, di <laughs> we, we did. And I think we both kind of had very different experiences there. Mm, definitely, definitely. Because it was weird for me going back into student accommodation again <laughs> at, at 20 years old. Because I feel like you have a totally different experience than when you are young, when you're 17, 18 fresh uni accommodation is where you want to be so where it's at the social <laughs> life is popping when you're 20 you're a bit like i'm over this like i'm not i'm not about that like i'm not i'm not trying to knock on someone's door and run away it's not really that funny <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's definitely a different experience but yeah how did you find managing your expectations of that whole kind of like american college style uni experience on the social side of things so it was definitely very surreal when i finally walked through the halls of rmit village and realizing that i was going to be away from home and that i am in a new city with no friends 
But then, once you actually start showing up to all these, you know, scheduled events of meeting new people, it pretty much turns out the way you thought, sort of thought it would be from watching all these like movies and stuff, where you could just literally knock on somebody's door and spend hours and hours on end in someone's room and just you know chat it all up throughout the day jenna you know Girl, i know how long you would spend in our room <laughs> i know how long oh, you would come to my room and chat to the me number for. of times we've just wasted Events. so many hours gossiping yeah you, you gossip you vent mm-hmm. like everything happens in those rooms and i think it is really nice and it is really i feel like it does kind of help shape you and form you as a person because yeah you get that initial shock you're mm-hmm. like okay I'm all alone you know you move somewhere and you've not got your family around you you've not got your friends and the familiar faces and then yeah you start to realize that everyone's in the same kind of boat as you mm-hmm. and you think actually you know you've got these things in common and you can you can you can vent and you can yeah you can, pretty you can get much, on yeah you can pretty much do whatever you want one of the main things that i always suggest cuz i'm still living there right now jenna's moved out with a bunch of her <laughs> other british exchange friends to the nicest place in melbourne brunswick <laughs> bro i live in carlton oh around there okay it's around that area it's where it's where all the you know the proper nice, hipster stuff are but yeah Thank it's you. a nice area yeah but you know every time i always see the fresh face first years moving into the village not knowing the, you know the crazy things that might have happened in the previous year or two and you look at them and you're just like one thing to keep in mind always go out to the communal areas cuz that is always where things are always happening and you pretty much see you know what living outside of home in a university accommodation is like it's pretty much what you think it would be what your expectations are and furthermore but then on top of that you also come to the realization that you have to manage the amount of time you waste socializing in between studying i think it's part of that responsibility jazz who you met earlier mm-hmm. who was on new and approved she came on the show and we spoke about adulting and realizing when you become an adult what that really means and what adulting means it means taking care of yourself and it also means taking responsibility for yourself so responsibility for things like how much time you spend socializing with people and how much time you spend studying and it really is up to you that balance and trying to realize what works for you trying to generate a good amount so that you have good social skills mm-hmm. but you're also still making sure that you're getting your head in the books is it's difficult it's not something that everyone has straight away but it's definitely a weird situation to find yourself in because it's kind of been managed for you before this point all through your life <laughs> it's been you have to spend this many hours at school and then you come home and your parents are like have you done your homework yet mm-hmm. you you done all your schoolwork kind of thing it's all managed for you yeah and when you go to uni you're cooking for yourself <laughs> you're buying your own shopping that's the main thing is yeah. when you go to the shop if you got no nice food in that's your fault. <laughs> yeah. You are the one responsible if, for if that. If you're starving in your room and there's nothing in your fridge because, you know, rather than going out to the shops and properly buying groceries, you decide to eat out with your mates. 
that's on you. <laughs> exactly. And having that realization, and like I said, having to figure out how much time you should be socializing with people, whether that be you know sitting around having a chat with them for hours, or you know going out to eat when you could have been you know doing something a bit more productive with your time. That expectation. Cool. I'm enjoying the tea, Alicia. But we will crack on with the fantastic tunes. We will talk more about this subject very、mm-hmm. soon. But for now, we are going to jump into another track. I am very excited to be playing this one because it is from the Sweet Sixteen. If you don't know,、oh. the wonderful music managers at Sin put together a nice little list of some really great homegrown artists as well as some international ones with some some cool little tracks every week to get you. Into new music to get you really keeping up with the sounds, and as I say, this track is part of this week's Sweet Sixteen. I've been absolutely loving it. We played it on Get Serial this morning, and it's my jam. I can't lie, I can't, I, can't, I cannot. So let me know what you guys think on the socials. Hit us up on Instagram at the Power Sheet. Send me a DM. Stay tuned and make sure you dance away. It's a hype song by Rosalia. You guys are locked in to the Power of She. We're on your radio. We're online. We're digital. We're everywhere. Sin Media. For my mama, when I finally make it, take on my vacations to Bahamas. Always celebrating. Born by Carissa Alexa, there you guys are locked in to the power of she here on Sin with Jenna and Alicia. Hi, she's getting more more confident now. She's、yeah. getting more more chatty. <laughs> speaking of chat and speaking of being chatty, we are talking about university, your university experience in particular, Alicia. Moving to the big old city of Melbourne, and you know, luring myself. Yeah, living in uni accommodation,、mm. your expectations versus reality,、yeah. <laughs> and all of that wonderfulness. We spoke beforehand about your experience with living with a bunch of people who were your age, moving away from home, having that sense of freedom, and really being able to tap into and discover what you felt like was you. But in doing so. Everything that we described was not what your parents had planned for you. Absolutely not. So, <laughs> so, I'm ready for the thesis. I want to know. We ready for the hot <laughs> cup? Are we? Yes. <laughs> so I want to know how you really dealt with that. Dealt with that contradiction of being who you wanted to be. And exploring uni, enjoying uni, so far away from home, but also recognizing and realizing that you had that kind of burden and those expectations on you from your parents, and how you kind of balance those、mm-hmm. in formulating your own identity. Right. So, I remember when I first jumped straight into university. I sort of had an association with university, with my parents and their expectations. So every time I'd even remotely think about university, I'd always have like my parents' voices in the back of my head saying, "Oh yeah, you know, I got to do this well. You know, I did. You know, I 
graduated with a fairly decent like ATAR score and fairly you know a couple of good grades that my parents were you know always expecting me to have. So when I was doing university, that was also the mindset of having my parents be like, "All right, Alicia's gonna get somewhat decent scores, but she's still gonna you know be able to manage and be able to do well." And then having the realization where I'm literally all on my own and it's all my initiative, and then. I was just under realized that showing up for classes wasn't really my thing. I started to kind of had a disdain for university, but at the same time, I also didn't want to disappoint my parents.、It、I feel、is. that's really what I want to chat to you about because I think a lot of young women listening at home, I feel you've hit the nail on the head, Alicia. <laughs> In terms of realizing who is easier to upset, your、mm-hmm. parents or yourself. Yeah. In terms of living up to your parents' expectations, doing what your parents want you to do, or really reveling in the freedom and being、yeah. who you want to be, and finding out what makes you happy, what makes you tick, and doing that. Yeah, it it was. It's honestly a journey. It really has been. And one of the things I remember the most about it all was that having to face your parents. When the grades that you got at the end of the year wasn't what they were expecting. Oh, I think、oh, that's a hard one for everyone.、Is. So pretty much throughout first semester, I was, you know, I, I turned eighteen. I was having fun. I was socializing, and uni very much became an afterthought. But when exam season came around, that was it, it came across me when I was just like, oh boy. I'm here because my parents sent me here to do one thing, and that was to do university. And I've been putting it off for so long, and now it's exams, and I actually have to crank down and study. I did relatively well. I think I failed one subject out of four, but I remember just being so anxious, having to call up my parents and tell them that I've failed a course. And you know, having to come up with a backup plan of what am I going to have to do now? How am I supposed to pick it up? Because that's what your parents expect you to do. They'll always question you about, all right, so what's your next plan? You know, where do you plan on going from there on out? And having to just think on your feet when you know for a fact this isn't what you really want to be doing. And when I finally called my parents, I was stalling so hard. I really was. I was going on about, oh yeah, you know, I f- I passed like, you know, a good couple of my subjects, but these subjects weren't supposed to be, du- uh, uh, you know, these were second year subjects, and I was I'm in first year, so there was a bunch of stuff I didn't know, except da 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 da, and just kept going to the point where my mum was just like, okay, okay, stop. How many? Like, what are your grades? And that was when I ha- was just like, okay. So I failed one subject, and I just kept blabbing on. And my mum was just like, "Okay, so you failed one subject." What was her reaction? Was it was it negative, it, or was she kind of more understanding? She was sort of just like, "Okay, one subject out of that's not too bad." And it caught me so off guard. I I was full on ready. You know, for my parents to yell at me over the phone and be like, "What are you doing? You know, you're wasting my time. You're wasting my money.、Uh, you, you know, you're not, you're not passing all your classes, all that stuff." And my mom was just like, "Okay, one subject's not too bad." And that was when I was just like, 
What? Do you think you'd built it up kind of more, I, like too much in your head? I you'd thought so much did. about, oh my God, what are they going to say? What are they going to think? And I think you think that your parents are always like your enemies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you think that they're going to, they're just there to get angry at you. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, they love you and they understand that, yeah. you know, things don't always go to plan. Mm-hmm. Things aren't always perfect. And one subject out of four, at least it wasn't four. bad. Yeah, exactly. So I grew up in an, like, a ch- proper Chinese household so I'm used to you know the berating of like oh you always get straight A's and you know B plus is never good enough and for my parents to be like you failed one subject all right that's all right it just took me by such a shock because like you said I really played it up in my head and I sort of carried that thought into second semester as well of having to be like all right my parents aren't too mad but that's okay I'll just keep trying to work at it (laughs) i think it's so interesting to realize the contrast and the comparison between our two experiences it really is because i just want to say to those listening who love uni fantastic (laughs) like it's not all doom and gloom for everyone it really isn't especially when you're passionate about something but when you're doing something that your parents sort of was expecting you to do even though you didn't know what you wanted to do at the time quite harrowing (laughs) yeah i feel like everyone's parents respond and react differently though i know certainly from my experience my mom was wonderful i woke her up in the middle of the night when i found my course because (laughs) like you were talking about grades and not getting the grades that you kind of expected and i remember i've always been kind of like naturally smart yeah and relying on that Mm -hmm. somewhat too much in high school and i remember getting my gcse results and i opened them up and i got a c and three d's and i was like wow okay don't really know how to how to come up from this one and that was what i was gonna have to be applying to university for and that kind of threw me off completely when it came to university i kind of thought to myself is there any point in me even applying i wasn't (laughs) even i wasn't even gonna try because i honestly thought that universities would look at my application and laugh but Mm. i had some i had some like circumstances going on as to why i got those grades yeah <laughs> so it was it was understandable i have to cut myself a little bit of slack yeah and um and yeah i remember finding my course that i study in the middle of the night <laughs> and realizing like i had that eureka moment yeah i had no interest in uni at all i was like you know what it's not for me i clearly haven't got the grades and then i was like whoa <laughs> I like my my mum didn't force it on me at all. She wasn't. She's was like, if you don't want to go to uni, it's absolutely fine. Don't go. Like my mum went to uni, but she wasn't like you have to follow in my footsteps. Yeah. And then I found this course and everything changed because I was like, whoa, this is so cool. Like I read the description. I studied mm-hmm. social policy and crime at the University of Leeds. Mm-hmm. Big ups. <laughs> and, um, and yeah, I found that course in the middle of the night. And I remember going to her and she was like so excited for me. She took me to the open day and everything. And she was really supportive. That's so nice. And then I ended up smashing the grades because like, I was like, I really need to get these grades to get in. Mm-hmm. And I think it just goes to show how young people respond when passion is involved so when we allow them to seek out their passions and to really find out areas that they are passionate about when it comes to education when it comes to anything in general life if you are given that that freedom to explore 
to find what you really want mm. I feel like your experience Alicia would have been very different and that's it certainly what would've. I found with mine mm. and I'm so pleased that I'm going to give a spoiler that you have <laughs> found exactly what you want to do <laughs> but we're working our way nicely through your journey yep. little, little spoiler but we're going to get on to you getting past this phase and getting past this stage in your university experience where you had these difficulties mm-hmm. and where you had these struggles. Yes. We will get into yes. that very soon. But we are going to jump into some more music. Are you enjoying the tracks so far? I must say, even though I mostly listen to quite sad boy music, the way I describe <laughs> it, this is a vibe and a half. Thank Thoroughly you. enjoy it. Well, you can let me know what you think of this next track coming up. I've got a local Ooh. Melbourne lady. We have Swallow Me by Alicia Joy. Hey. Let us know what you think on the socials. As always, don't be afraid to join the conversation. Massive shout out to our regular listener, Viv, who's let us know that she is listening on the Ooh. Instagram. Thank you very much for that. This is Swallow Me by Alicia Joy. You guys are locked in to the power of she here on Sin. Stay tuned. I've just been waiting for this love To swallow me, swallow me Just a breath left between our hands This is Sin Media Woman of the sea, west coast to me Some call her hell, some call her Aphrodite Falling from the skies, jamming Breakout by Terry Walker there. You guys are locked in to the power of she here on Sin with Jenna and Alicia. Hello. How are you finding your Airwaves debut today, Alicia? How, how are you feeling about this? Are you, are you enjoying it? Are you, are you terrified? You, know, you can oh, tell the truth. Mate. <laughs> I'm pissing my pants. <laughs> nah, that's a, that's it's not very hygienic for the yeah. studio. Whoopsie. <laughs> nah, I'm actually having quite a bit of fun, I must say. Good. It is right here. Welcome off. to Sin. Well, before we heard Breakout by Terry Walker, you guys listened to Yadu by Lady Lush. And before that, we had Swallow Me by Alicia Joy. What did you think of your, your friend, your sister, fellow Alicia? <laughs> my fellow women in music I must say I'm feeling it I'm feeling it when I first walked in here and I'm still feeling it now plenty more to come don't you worry but I tell you what else there is plenty more of Alicia there is plenty more chats to be had regarding your university experience and regarding the social pressures that surround young women at university so to recap we spoke a bit about you having this very clear cut plan Mm -hmm. from your parents that kind of already determined what you were going to go and do the way that your life was pretty much going to go and since then you discovered that that's not really where you wanted to go no it's not indeed (laughs) I did give a little bit of a spoiler and I I did give it away a little bit Mm -hmm. that uh, you haven't quite pursued the accounting line no I have not so, let the listeners know what what are you doing now? What fast forward? Okay, mm-hmm. we've done we've done first year. We've done being seventeen, moving to Melbourne, ten, eighteen, mm-hmm. turning up, <laughs> and. 
fast forward to now. Where where is Alicia at? So I have deferred second semester of this year and I've decided to start working full time in the hospitality industry, in the restaurant industry, and I'm planning on switching over to William Anglis Institute. Shout out. Love them in the city. Oh, definitely check it out. They it smells delicious in there. What is it? I can I can imagine. I know. There's like they've got like a whole little baking area. I've walked past a couple times and oh my god, does it smell it smells amazing. They so even is have it like a like a culinary school? Yeah, so pretty much. It's a it's by Tafe Victoria and was it their main like was it the main industry that they focus on is the hospitality industry so look at this got, plot twist you know? i know what a plot twist yeah i've pretty much decided that accounting wasn't for me i always always found myself especially during my free time watching cooking videos and learning about you know different cooking techniques and i'd always try to you know i'd always try trying these techniques out when i was cooking for myself did you ever have cooked mama on the DS? Oh my god, did I beg my dad for it. <laughs> he said no, but I found ways around it and Look at him trying to suppress oh, your dreams. I know, right? Like So rude. Do you remember what was it when Facebook games were a thing? Oh yeah. I spent way too much time playing Cafe World. <laughs> I would have a perfectly planned cafe. I would like what was this I think it was like 8 at the time the signs I, were there Alicia the yeah, signs were there the signs were there when I, paid, when I played Sims all my Sims were chefs it was all pointing towards becoming like a chef and Destiny, doing cooking you know? and pl- like working with food I just never noticed it and I've definitely had times where I just look back at my life and I realise the signs were all there and it was only when I you know going back to the whole freedom thing yeah. when I had plenty of time to myself and having to cook for myself that was when I really discovered that, oh wow, like working with food, learning new techniques of how to manipulate food, the way of cutting, you know, certain vegetables, you know, leaving it on for a bit and you get just different tastes and different, all that stuff. I'm, 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 I'm not kidding you, I'm food nerding out right now, I'm so sorry. <laughs> when, I, yeah. when I live with you, I'm pretty sure you got Uber Eats yeah. all the time. <laughs> okay, that was when I was my in my little like depression phase of just never cooking for myself but uh, that was literally me compensating for like okay instead of going out and trying new food i'm just gonna uber eat it all you said before that you felt like the signs have always been there for you Mm -hmm. that you've always kind of known that this is what you've wanted to do Mm -hmm. but do you feel like it depends on it's it's all about where you've chosen to listen Mm -hmm. and do you think that growing up you were kind of conditioned to believe that the answers always come from your parents and that despite what your head and your heart might say you have to follow what your parents so very like i said i grew up in a pretty traditional asian household so the way that you know traditions are and sort of the way chinese culture are little chinese culture 101 here we love it it. that's exactly what we like on this show we love it but yeah so a bit of chinese 101 here for you food brings family together that Mm -hmm. is one of the main like cornerstones of the culture so i was always surrounded by food my grandmother would was it my mom is malaysian chinese my dad's from hong kong so i was surrounded by a lot of asian food yes and what was really integral to my identity was malaysian food for a fact my grandmother's food you know 
is what everyone would always say mm-hmm. is the best out there. Her recipes with you know I I remember going back to her home for um family gatherings and I would beg her to cook specific dishes because they were my favorite and she knew them so whenever I went home uh, to visit her she would always have you know certain dishes prepared she would have certain dishes lined up and it was just integral to me growing up looking back I definitely remember being surrounded by a lot of food mm-hmm. but like I said academics was first because that's what your parents told you so I never really figured it out as an interest I had you know fleeting interests every once in a while like getting into music and stuff but I never really looked at the signs uh-huh. because academics was first but in that so, sort yeah. of turbulent time mm-hmm. of you trying to establish your identity and dealing with this movement and coming to university away from the things that you knew did you perhaps find that cooking was something that brought you back in like a positive way that like allowed mm-hmm. you and enabled you to connect with your culture definitely i've definitely had a lot of thoughts of you know how it was a very cultural thing for me it was a very I wouldn't say personal, but it's more so along the lines of like, you know, you find I find myself cooking and I'm just I feel like I'm connecting a bit more, if that makes yeah, any sense. Like I'm connecting so with sense. my identity a bit more. That's like me yeah. cooking up my rice and peas. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I got the reggae tunes on in the background and we're having a wonderful time. Exactly. So I feel yeah. you. I totally mm-hmm. understand. Def- I definitely felt like I was finding myself through, you know, stirring the pot. <laughs> or chopping the chicken. But yeah. Stirring the pot in numerous different ways, Alicia. Exactly. I know you. <laughs> but yeah, so it was definitely more so along the lines of that. Good. Well, I'm so pleased that you've been able to find this area that really reflects you mm-hmm. and that you have found the confidence to break away from the pressure from your parents to mm-hmm. be like, you know what? this is me I want to do this and that you've actually gone about doing it and making it your reality for yourself we will get into talking about how it was to really break away from that pressure and how it was to realize that you are the master of your own destiny and to not worry about what your parents thought but it's that time again (laughs) time for another fire track got another local lady this is girl on the move because alicia is a girl on the move chasing after her dreams getting that bag (laughs) going to cooking school so this is girl on the move by dvna you guys are locked in to the power of she annie ranson stay tuned Devil's juice. You guys are locked in to the power of she and sin. Oh, so soulful, so soulful, so nice. I really do love Poppy Ajuda. She is another fantastic artist from the UK. Mm. But we've been paying international love today. We've had some homegrown Australians, and we have also we've been around the world. We've been really been to have. the UK, been to the US. 
But we have been talking as well, Alicia. Been racking your brains. I've been probing <laughs> into your life as a young woman. Yeah. Talking about your university experiences. Talking about cooking, Mama. Talking <laughs> the lot. We've been we've been everywhere. We have around the world and back, not just with the music. But what I want to really ask you about to round up the discussions that we have been having. I want to talk about how you dealt with letting go of this pressure from your parents mm -hmm. and how you dealt with realizing that the only person you really have to worry about and to worry about what they think is yourself in terms of your journey mm -hmm. and discovering what it is that you really want to do. So it all came to a turning point when I finally came to the conclusion that I am not happy with myself. And when you have that sort of like I don't know that difference where you're just like wait a minute this whole, I've been doing this whole university thing for my parents but it's brought me so much unhappiness and so much chaos in my like in my life to the point where I don't really like myself at the moment but that's okay because when you start realizing that your happiness is completely up to you and that you have the complete freedom to decide and say that this ain't for you no more and you want to do whatever you want to do go for it and I'm on that path right now I love that and I love that for you I think it is so important to really project that to any young women out there listening that it really is about finding yourself and nobody else can find you other than yourself you can't rely on what other people tell you you should be and I feel like that is the whole premise of this show, really, mm -hmm. is encouraging people to not feel like they have to live up to any sort of expectations, Absolutely. stereotypes, be it regarding body image, be it regarding any kinds of identity or how they present themselves in mm -hmm. the academic sphere. It yeah, really or even is your career. Yeah, even careers, it's really up to you. The world is your oyster, my ladies. Mm -hmm. So. <laughs> grab it with both hands and do whatever you want to do i think that is so important alicia to really reflect on that mm -hmm. and to realize this it's it's not going to be the same for everyone some people might be dead set sure on who they are mm -hmm. from the outset but some people do feel more pressure mm -hmm. to be what their parents want them to be and i feel like at the end of the day whatever you do how they choose to communicate it your parents will always be proud of you yeah but i do mm -hmm. feel like having the conversation mm -hmm. and having the discussion always proves to be the most healthy and the most beneficial way definitely have the confidence to bring up that discussion yes and i feel like when you emphasize that it's about your happiness and how you feel your parents will always take a step back and be like okay you're at that age where you like I said you're coming into adulthood you're coming into womanhood and for them to slowly realize that yeah it is she's gonna be on her own now that's when you start to realize that okay this is very much all in my hands now and I've just came into that conclusion and I'm just starting to realize that but you know some of you some of you ladies might already have that figured out some of you might always still be in that pathway of you know maybe it's further down your life for you but hey that's all right as long as you're happy you're fine and that's what i live by right now <laughs> wonderful wonderful stuff i think it is really important to realize that everybody's path is so different is. we even said earlier i love mm -hmm. uni i cannot like i, I cannot fault it. i've had the best time it's, mm -hmm. it's allowed me to come and live on the yeah. other side of the world i know 
Well, mine was hell, but I love the social life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I still had fun. Find the positives. Find the positives because mm. it is so different for everyone. It and is. I don't in any way want to say that everyone's going to have an awful time at uni. I've had a lovely time. Yeah. I've had a wonderful time. But I realise that not everyone is as fortunate as me. Mm. And there are so many different factors that vary your experience and vary what you really go through mm -hmm. and your expectations and how the experience is as a whole. So I really hope we've been able to answer the questions, queries, worries of some lovely young ladies at home. Mm -hmm. If you do have any further questions or anything you would like to contribute to the discussion, do not be afraid to send us a DM at The Power of She on Instagram. That is permission to slide in the DMs. It's okay. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> yeah, and just get in touch. Let us know your thoughts and feelings because I feel like it is so interesting to talk about these things and to realise the different experiences that people are having. You are never alone. There are often so many other young women going through the same thing as you, feeling the things that you feel, trying to tell their parents things. <laughs> And it's a crazy time. The world is very much your oyster and you decide your own destiny at this point. You are very much, you know, in charge of your own happiness. We have plenty of opportunities out there in this day and age and how we decide our lives will be is very much up to us. I am feeling inspired. So I don't know about anyone at home. If you can relate, fantastic. If you can't, just You're understand right. a different perspective and a different yeah. point of view. That is what we are all about on The Power of She. And it's been a fantastic episode today. So thank you so, so much again for joining me, Alicia. <laughs> thank you very much for having me. Oh. You're such a cute guest. You're so kind. Oh, <laughs> You're welcome back anytime. And you listeners are welcome back. Make sure you stay locked in to the socials. We're going to be posting a Woman of the Week. Definitely, I'll definitely suss out your Spotify after tonight. Follow me, please. <laughs> Ooh, will do. Check out, check out all of the playlists. Going to wrap up and say goodbye. We are going to send the listeners off with a lovely song called Remember the Rain. Have a wonderful weekend, ladies. And do not succumb to any pressures. Love, peace and happiness. And don't stay too stressed. We used to play out in the rain. Your mother scolded us. She said... This was a Sin Media Podcast. Previously heard live on Sin 90.7. Okay, see you later. Bye-bye.